0: And is the bonus segment of my Wire People Into That podcast. Follow at Tina Horn Sass or at Tina Horn's ass, if you're nasty, on Twitter and Instagram. Visit wirepeopleintothat.com, support my show, and get extra shit at patreon.com slash tinahorn. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash t-i-n-a. H O R N. Kristen Corvette. Oh wow! <laughs> um. By the way, I have been rereading the Dirt, um, the Motley Crew book, yeah. um, in, in preparation for a um. In uh, preparation for a a drunken promise that I made to be in your Molly Crew cover band. I cannot wait. (laughs) (laughs) That was a wonderful night after
1: Jack's uh, party for Striptastic. Oh, yeah, totally.
0: (laughs) Um, uh, Yeah, just one of um, many uh satanic stevie nicks uh groupie <laughs> backstage parties that we've engaged in um and i am so excited to have you on the podcast i'm so excited to be here it's been a long time coming yeah. um so um uh Kristen corvette uh Aka Kristen Sole, um, is a writer and the uh, editrix of the Sluttest, um, which is an amazing feminist blog. That I guess that's how we first met was yeah. that you were interviewing me for yep. for the Sluttest, um, which mm-hmm. was really fun. Um, and I got a sunburn. <laughs> yes, I'm a vampire. I I, I know. I I. Um, Still feel um, a little <laughs> guilty about that. It was like the first nice day of spring. It was really warm out, and I was like, "Let's sit outside in the sun." And then you like totally got sunburned. <laughs> so that's what I get for not wearing SPF every day. <laughs> <laughs> well, you never know when um, an outdoor kid is gonna make you play right. outside. It's true. <laughs> I'm such an indoor cat. <laughs> um, and so and you teach uh, at the new school. You teach a class mm-hmm. about witches and female sexuality i do what's the, it's called it's called legacy of the witch It's called legacy of the witch mm-hmm. and you've taught that for three It'll years the in third
1: around? um semester that i'm teaching it in the fall so oh yes I'm super it's like excited. reason
0: enough to go to new school absolutely to go to that class <laughs> absolutely um and then you also this will also be the third year of legacy of the witch which is your annual party would you call it at st yeah. vitus bar in Greenpoint, brooklyn that is like a celebration of the again the witch and female sexuality yeah. burlesque metal bands vendors selling crystals and like bat pins and tarot readings and tarot readings performance yeah. art there's always
1: something weird going on some uh, one year we had some a lot of visual art Um, anything and everything happens and it's also a charity event because a portion of the proceeds after I pay performers goes to rain so
0: awesome yep that's the rape Rape, abuse Abuse and and incest Incest national National network Network. started by uh Tori Amis right really yeah is that real really she either started it or she's involved I didn't know if she I think uh you know 12 year old me yeah (laughs) <laughs> um, is pretending to vaguely know, but I am pretty huh. sure that I do know that she. That she started it. I'm gonna need to Google that. <laughs> yeah. Um. I actually, I think that was like the first time that I realized that it was around when I saw that it was oh, a benefit okay. for that. But anyway, so you do a lot of amazing things, and the most recent amazing thing that you have done is written your first book. Yes. Which is called Witches, Sluts, Feminists
1: conjuring the sex positive conjuring the
0: sex positive which i may have been privy to some back and forth
1: about it could not exist without
0: you oh well i was just gonna say about that that title but um (laughs) um but uh yeah i i mean i knew i you know i meet a lot of people who i think have a book in them but not everybody rises to the occasion in the way that you did well thank you i really appreciate that it was uh painful but wonderful process awesome <laughs> and uh, so uh let's just pretend that i have have not read like five incarnations of this book right um <laughs> and uh and know nothing about it um can you give me the elevator pitch on yes. which is let's feminists well it's either um
1: A look into feminist history through the lens of the witch or a look into witch history through the lens of feminism.
0: That is it. You've been practicing that, haven't you? Maybe. (laughs) But
1: so I I like that it has it's sort of um, I I, I consider it like a primer. So you can get a lot of different things out of it and go from there to much deeper study. Not saying it's a surface kind of thing, but I feel like it's a gateway drug. And whatever gateway you choose to enter through it is up to you.
0: Awesome. So it
1: it traces um, this lineage of, quote-unquote, witch feminism from the early modern era. Actually, I really do start with um, sort of prehistory and ancient civilizations and some mythic elements, but briefly. And then goes through uh, medieval and early modern witch hunts. And then we have Salem. And then um, a lot of the suffragettes and activism in the 60s and today's... um, digital mystics mm. and uh, social justice um, activism c- around collective spellcasting and then it sort of looks at little elements in, um, in film, in music, in visual art to show how depictions of the witch um, have been used to comment upon women's place in society and female sexuality and vice versa.
0: Kristen, you're doing this this (laughs) book. This book is selling itself. I'm so excited. I'm so excited that the book exists. I think that it. I think that it is a good gateway drug, and I think it's a really good. I think that you're right that for people who already have an understanding or a preliminary understanding of witches or magic or mysticism um historically and in praxis will find a lot of really interesting interviews and information and just like good writing in it and then if people (laughs) if people are just completely like i don't know why everybody has crystals now right it is also a a deep and I think very persuasive explanation of of why everybody has crystals uh, well, now.
1: <laughs> and it is more dedicated to the witch archetype, even though there are so many interviews with um witchcraft practitioners. Mm-hmm. It is not like a grimoire or mm. a how to, even there are some spells in there. Yeah. Um I like to think of it like it's this dichotomy, which is me in a sense, like my dad's like a hardcore atheist mm. and like um, really politically minded. And my mom is like a catholic come buddhist spiritual witch. Like, yeah. so I think you can read it from either perspective. Like, I definitely kept in mind that there are some folks that are like, I don't care about that crystal woo-woo. Like, I want to know, like, what's, you know, what is, it, what is there about the witch that can be accessible to someone who doesn't believe in anything beyond themselves? Like, yeah. purely positivism, like, science only. And that's in there. And then yeah. there is this, like, beyond the material the metaphysical mm. the spiritual and I, I think splitting it up in that binary way is not something like i am into personally but i get it a lot of people still believe there's that split you know so whatever yeah, yeah. <laughs> duality god it. yeah yeah boo to duality but <laughs> we got you know i get it sacred profane you know all mm-hmm. that so
0: <laughs> this is why i love you
1: <laughs> <laughs> we're still in this realm so i'm working with you know the elements i have to hopefully appeal to different types of folks who can like get in at different angles if that makes sense
0: yeah i think that a um i think a molder or a scully would enjoy this ooh, book ooh i love it i
1: love it <laughs> yeah <laughs> And I love them both equally. Like Same. There's room for them all. In that sense, I guess dualism is kind of really neat and useful when you can think of it that
0: way. (laughs) Intentional dualism. Exactly. Um, uh, Yeah, I mean, we're going to get into this when we get into the um, main part of our conversation. But I guess guess one thing that I want to pose to you is... um, to what degree do you feel that conversations about witchcraft and magic are metaphorical hmm. or allegorical? Mm-hmm. And to what degree do you feel like we're talking about something pragmatic and empirical and real, whatever that means? Yeah, that
1: whatever that means, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, I think these days there isn't really a separation from the politics mm-hmm. and I think that's a necessity right now because yeah. you can't exist outside this cultural system and I know when system. people are like
0: I'm not a political person I'm like excuse me <laughs>
1: I don't know where you live and how you walk around and interact with other human beings. Yeah. But that's
0: all political. Every interaction we have, yeah. even yeah. like we- where we get our water, where we live. Yeah, like- man. It, it's like, I, it's, you mean that you don't have a political analysis of the forces that are Exactly. Influencing your life and the way that you are influencing right. the rest of the world. Doesn't mean yeah. they're
1: not influencing you 24 hours a day. You just aren't really cognizant or you're choosing to be like, hey, no thanks. And I get that in a sense because it's yeah. oppressive sometimes to think about everything. Well
0: yeah, no, it's important not to think about it every every goddamn <laughs> right, second. Right. Right. Because then, you know, yeah, we don't need to be wearing tinfoil hats. No.
1: <laughs> right. So I mean i've seen some um witches say oh this is not meant to be you know political i feel actually that's a good parallel with um what's happening in contemporary satanism like mm-hmm. you know the church of satan was never overtly political It was mm. a lot about like individual um exploration and, and like identity building and um getting out under the thumb of you know christian patriarchy mm-hmm. uh, what about? you know traditional satanism is also very p- patriarchal but You know, TST is like a social justice satanic organization. And what is TST? The Satanic Temple. Right. And I interview um, one of the national spokespeople, Jex Blackmore, in the book. Mm -hmm, So she mm -hmm. figures large in there because they're doing a lot of activist work using Satan as this icon of um, rebellion. Yeah. Not worshipping Satan as like what, you know, medieval church fathers were saying witches were doing. Right, (laughs) right, right. Which is still funny because the other day someone I ran into a friend and she was talking to someone else and I mentioned oh I'm going to this like meeting you know a satanic meeting whatever and then it comes back to me that this friend had mentioned it to the other girl who didn't really know me and then she was like oh no thanks I don't want to your friend seems freaky or something and I'm like no 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 you're just still living in the world the Judeo-Christian like yeah you know world where satanic means you know well
0: I mean yeah it's like you're not like you know Drinking babies' blood or like sacrificing, sacrificing goats, or not on an average day. No, <laughs> I mean... um, I mean, you have beautiful skin, so I'm assuming okay. virgins have something to do with that. No, only sluts. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, you d- build bl- up
1: immunity actually, oh. you know, <laughs> the blood of sluts. It's better, like virgin blood. They you know, they haven't been around, they haven't built up all that great
0: antibodies. Oh, my god. <laughs> So, I'm just so coming up with this theory right now. <laughs> no, no. So this is so there are so there are some um, like recipes. Uh, no, there's no recipes in the book for um, <laughs> drinking the blood. Blood-based skincare. <laughs> you don't have to drink it, do you? You can just bathe no, it. it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no ingesting yep. necessary. No. Very high. Cal- you could be vegan. Yes, and being in the blood of sluts um <laughs> yeah it's really it is so
1: christian and not to uh, there's wonderful christians out there by the way many of them my family i get it but it's still so like in that realm of thinking to, to to lionize the virgin as the most powerful you know type of woman it's it's absurd
0: to me <laughs> yeah man i mean i also with all due respect i feel like um you know, Christianity in 2017, like they should be able to handle like a little bit of ribbing. Like I feel like for like as a white person, I'm going to like deal with like as much totally like making fun of me for being white for of white people as general, because like there are a million micro and macro ways that I am benefiting from absolutely being white and I can like handle getting the piss taken out of me a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we deserve and, like, it. And like, yeah. And like <laughs> men should be able to like handle a little bit and straight. People yes. should be able to like handle being made fun of. It's yes. like you have no idea how many ways you're benefiting. And I I just I just wanna just wanna use a little humor on you. Just I wanna cut you down to size. Just just I know. a little like, bit
1: people that are saying like Christianity, like Christians are a minority and they're being oppressed in the country. Oh, please,
0: (laughs) please. Yeah. I mean, I feel like also, uh, I mean, friends that I have that are like uh, active practicing Christians, you know, the the reason that they're the kinds of Christians that I'm friends with is that they're the ones who are like, yeah, man, we're very embarrassed. You should be embarrassed for the ways that, you know, people have been getting it wrong, and Dude, you know, totally. I
1: mean, Jesus is like kind of a witch, like so. Word. I'm down with what I've read about him. Sure. <laughs> so sure, if I think it was we can all, all agree like that, then it'd be fine. But yeah,
0: but you know, I mean, it's it's just like like neo Marxists and neo Freudians and like neo uh, Andrew Dworkinites. You know, it's like <laughs> everybody. It you know, you you get these like uh, galvanizing. Thinkers and um, and then you get their acolytes are just always like ultimately like twisting things to um, benefit the thing that makes them most comfortable. Absolutely, and then justifying their bigotry. Yeah, so.
1: total bullshit.
0: <laughs> so what is and thank you for speaking to Satanism. I mean that is actually something that I have learned from your work. Um, I was I definitely wouldn't have been somebody who was like um, ew, Satan, but. <laughs> <laughs> but uh i think mostly my concept of satanism <clears throat> before reading your writing about it um and learning about the events that you have participated in mm-hmm. um which may or may not involve goats i don't know but um <laughs> uh yeah i would I, I think i probably i thought of satanism as like like some form of like extreme Anarchism probably like a humor, actually, you know, ironically, like sort of humorless, um, and it seems like a lot of contemporary Satanism is about, as you say, like, like using Lucifer not only as a symbol of nonconformity, but also, I gu- I guess, like bringing out the sort of like tricksterish like, yeah element and. Um, like embracing the inherent absurdity of the universe, and right, and the things that have
1: been attributed to Satan. I mean, my God, yeah, (laughs) my God,
0: (laughs) like maniacal laughing, for example.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I grew up being interested in the Satanic Satanic Bible and reading it, and finding Mm. sort of like hedonistic people that were into Satanism. And there's no, there's nothing wrong with Church of Satan. I have definitely friends that are in it, but I really was drawn to the new sort of. 21st century version. Yeah. when a friend introduced me, I thought it was one and the same thing too. Yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah. oh, cool. It's like you know, people just like getting naked and being into you know, my will above all else, and you know, individuality, which right, is right, cool. Right. Do what thou
0: will. That is the well. That's Crowley.
1: But that's Crowley, it's, right. that, there's some of that. Yeah. There's a lot of that. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. I'm the mass. I'm the god of my domain, and right. that doesn't quite appeal to me either. I want to be doing something for the world, other mm. than just having you know dominion over just it. being a god because that just seems like christianity inverted or something exactly right exactly or what's christianity supposed to be i mean let's yeah
0: <laughs> so i don't know how he has a theological but i mean <laughs> um so what is the relationship between witches sluts and feminists oh Well, the witch and the slut,
1: those are both two words, two archetypes that have been used to punish women and police Mm. female sexuality. Mm. Obviously, also not just cis women, uh, trans women, non-binary people, and mostly people on the sort of feminine spectrum.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, That's what I focus on in the book. Obviously, there are plenty of people that were male witches and all that, but I'm not focusing on that because – let's be honest, like the mythos of the witch is deeply feminine. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm, we can't mm -hmm. ignore that. And we can't also go back into history and put our current categories of gender identity on, you know, we don't Mm. know what people were feeling and how they identify, you know, we can only use like these sort of binaries to talk about people in the 1500s, right? So that's sort of a complex thing I navigated in the book going in the past, then to the present, you know, we have these whole new ways of formulating identity. So... Um, but then we have, um, so basically, yeah, the slut is the witch of yesteryear. Yeah. Now we still have the slut around and obviously witches are still around too. If you remember the past election, there was someone called a witch almost every day. Huh? hmm, I don't know if you remember, but, um, then feminism falls together, um, as obviously that is a word that can be used to punish women and police them in some ways, but, that was not the original. Uh, yeah. Obviously, the other two were created. The archetypes were designed by the oppressor. And right, 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 right. And then re- the and then re- and reclaim can be reclaimed exactly. Yeah. yeah. But feminism obviously is um, the philosophy designed to fight the sort of structural oppression. Although
0: it definitely has been weaponized, like calling someone a feminazi, yep. or you know, yeah. it, which is part of you know part of the reason that people are reticent to identify as feminists or to identify their work as mm-hmm. feminist work the crew of the, the the producers the makers of the new handmaid's tale oh uh God, tv show is like a very good example right like people who are making uh by you know any measure a profound and and powerful and important feminist work yeah than like, disavowing themselves of that title because of this, like, internalized, like, feminism phobia. phobia yeah. Or, like, feminism phobia that because it has been, like, reappropriated by the oppressor, as yeah. you say, as you know, don't claim this, don't identify as this because we're actually saying it's bad. And then people are like, oh, well, I don't want to be bad Right the eye of the oppressor. And I don't like this one way it's
1: been characterized, so then I can't identify at all. Right. You know? It's just I, So then, in that sense, all three, you know, witch, slut, There's, they're just... Um, like, little bosom buddies there. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. In so, that sense that each one has this really dark, painful side mm, that mm. you want to escape at all costs because it's it's torture, it's abuse, mm. you know. And then there are these other sides of of power and inspiration and solidarity and community and political action, and those are the sides that you can choose to focus on. You know, you can choose to focus on any side of these coins, you know. Yeah. So... Well I was also
0: I really learned from your work how much how uh, I really learned how much political activism was has been and continues to be connected to the idea of the witch or the idea of yeah. um of witchcraft of satanism of yeah. all of these sort of like I guess, in some ways, like, uh, archetypes that are seen as villains. Um, you know, in, in a horror story, in right. a fairy tale, a witch is definitely always going to be a villain.
1: Yeah. And so... But she's a hero in so many yeah uh, real-life situations. Like, so many suffragists were, you know, witches in the sense of practicing alternative forms of spirituality looking toward the divine feminine mm. um rewriting historical narratives about uh oppression to show that you know women were not indeed actually all across europe you know killing cows and <laughs> making neighbors infertile right but just a victim of christian heter- heteropatriarchy yeah <laughs> so fuck that Fuck that noise. Seriously. I mean, we have the 1893 Woman, Church, and State by Matilda Jocelyn Gage. I highly recommend this book because mm. it's so powerfully like, contemporary in the, how she breaks down really what was going down in the witch trials. Yeah. And that's back then, and we're still trying to, <laughs> you know, show how history is not always what it seems, so. I've heard that. Yeah, yeah, I don't know just keeps repeating itself i don't know why
0: well i think i i also think that it is a very i think it's really easy for people to wrap their minds around the idea that the idea of witchcraft as like literally craft as like um things that we might now think of as like supernatural or like not scientific based or even some things that now we do recognize as science but like at a, you know, like midwifery, for example, mm-hmm. or like, um, like herbal remedies, mm-hmm. um, uh, holistic remedies, things that are not as maybe quantifiable or uh, marketable right. or, um, you know, uh, that were not like medicine that were like pharmaceuticals that were like, People are like, yes, this is always going to work, except it totally doesn't always work. Right. It's not like Western medicine has a lock on all the cures. No, exactly. Um, And so but anyway, my point is that, you know, if you can see if you can and your book does this, like tracing historically the rise of, um, you know, centralized medicine um, and who was in charge of that. White men, and so then, if you have anybody that has any sort of tradition or craft that cannot be folded into this capitalist, yeah, patriarchal, uh infrastructure, yeah, or institutions, yeah, is then
1: literally demonized, yeah, steamrolled, gotten rid of. However, I mean, and we still don't really know. We can't be in the time, but there's a lot of conjecture. As to how much people even really believe, of course, elites at the time read a lot of these witch hunting Bibles and saw like some of the humor, but they were like, oh, this is a fantastic political tool, just like Trump and a lot of his campaign demonizing certain women throughout. It's the same process, you know? So we don't really know how much belief in this superstition supernatural was going on in the population and how much was like, Mm. oh, this is a great tool, you know? We will never know, really.
0: I mean, it is clearly a very, it's clearly very easy to do. I mean, if we don't, as if we didn't have already plenty of historical proof, even in recent history, just the immediacy of our time and what can be done with just the slightest use of these forces yeah i mean if hillary can be
1: like a satanic sex cult like can drive some oh yeah guy, pizza, pizza gate, gate oh yeah god. if that can really happen in like 2017 then it's clear how this how hundreds of thousands of people could have been put to death for that and you know between the 15th and 17th centuries so
0: yeah they just didn't have twitter outrage then right <laughs> and today they also on, didn't have reddit <laughs> oh god but today there at least are
1: you know um forums for folks on the side of the demon the ones being demonized to
0: speak out yeah so true that's good and people <laughs> to speak out in support yes of them. yeah um yeah i read something about um when the people versus oj simpson movie came out uh or tv show came out last year um with you know my um side piece sarah Paulson. <laughs> um uh, playing Marcia Clark. Uh, I read a really interesting article about, um, uh, you know, how different things were in um, 92 in terms of the entire conversation being about how ugly, like what an ugly harpy uh, Marsha Clark was and, right. uh, you know, and all this stuff. And like now, obviously people would still say those things but then you also have this media force of people being like fuck you
1: yeah fuck that sexist noise like, exactly so thank goddess for that yeah <laughs> is lonely
0: lovers are cold on the phone ryan reynolds here from it mobile The mood out in the hall ain't fantastic. Air feels static, not dramatic. Just now when I was talking about like the idea of witches as villains, it, it made me think about the Wizard of Oz, right? Because mm-hmm. there is a construction in the Wizard of Oz, which is sort of a contemporary fairy tale, um, very, you know, well-known Um Story in which there are good witches and bad witches, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I guess i I feel like your writing and, and your work is kind of about the idea that like bad witches are good witches, like, uh, like you don't have to, you don't, you know. I love I love a pink dress. Yeah. <laughs> but you don't have to wear a pink dress and be like like pretty and symmetrical and glowing in order to be a force for good. You right. can be dark. Yeah, and complicated. And complicated. Yeah. And be up and and powerful. Yeah. And and to use that for good like not to be selfish not to kill babies not to be like resentful of like beautiful young women and right. want to like all the Disney crones exactly yeah. exactly Um, that's actually oh god that's something that um, really 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 made me mad when I was a little kid mm-hmm. the I, I don't know how or why I like caught on to the idea that beautiful people were always good in like Mm. Grimm's fairy tales, Hans Christian Andersen and the ugly people are always bad. That really made me mad.
1: It's dark. Yeah. And that shows what our aesthetic standards are and like hammers at home in some moralistic way. Yeah,
0: Or like even, yeah, like in, um, in beauty and the beast, you know, it's like she, I remember being a little kid when that movie came out and like, I was like, "Wait a minute! This doesn't—the like arc, the moral arc of this—I'm sure I didn't put it in those terms when I was <laughs> nine, but like, like uh, the moral arc of this like doesn't make sense. Like, she learns to love him, even though he's ugly, and her reward is for him to be beautiful. Oh God, that doesn't make that doesn't that doesn't compute. It's terrible. <laughs> anyway, so I guess." Um, What I want to ask you also, you know, you like, uh, uh, really fancy, like black clothes Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, like lots of, um, you know, your leather vest that you're wearing right now has knives and pentagrams and, uh, you know, like, uh, 666 and like, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think you, you really, you really rock it. You have, you have lots of tattoos, you know, like, so, um, you know, you seem to really be, like, attracted to darkness. Oh, yeah.
1: Because I think darkness has been misconstrued to um, oppress all kinds of wonderful things. Yeah. Um. So, obviously, I don't see anything inherently good or evil. Darkness is. It's just like nature. Nature just is, you know? Oh, yeah. So, there's no moral valence to that. So, I think that's what drew me to witches in the first place because I loved the dark, misunderstood women. Yeah. Um, And then it just developed from there. <laughs> are you a dark, misunderstood
0: woman, Kristen? Not really, no. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that would be, that's a little much to go that far. I'm pretty yeah. sunshiny and my, my 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 tastes are dark but I, my personality is probably a little, like I'm like a jack-o'-lantern, you know? Oh!
0: I'm That's like so true. <laughs> I got a big
1: grin on all the time and like, you're
0: shiny from the inside
1: <laughs> but you can still it's still on Halloween you know you're like oh yeah this is light our way you know along the path even though it's a fucking scary path
0: <laughs> I'll be there smiling oh my god <laughs> I love that I love that for uh. All of the people that are excited to put Witches, Sluts, Feminist* with it, the black glittery lipstick uh, cover um, on their coffee tables um, uh, for everyone to read, um, where can they find it on the interwebs?
1: On Amazon, of course, but if you really want to support independent authors can go to witchesslutsfeminist.com great and i sell it myself there Fantastic. signed and with extra swag to make it worth your while yes so yeah and fun fact those lips were modeled after my own lips wearing black lipstick and this photo i sent them they for some promo thing and then
0: that's where the designer came up with so awesome yeah awesome and uh where else can people find you on the internet um uh sluttist Dot com. Mm-hmm. It's not the com, right? It's no, it's just dot com Or Kristen Corvette
1: Instagram. hmm mm-hmm. And, I mean. And Twitter. Both of those on Twitter. There's, you know. That's enough. They don't yeah. need any. And it's Corvette with a K. Corvette with a K. Corvette with a K. And yeah. if
0: people are, like, wanting their local indie bookstores to stock the book, um, it is uh, Kristen Soleil, which is. Yes. So it's Kristen with a K, and Soleil is spelled S-O-L-L-E-E. That's correct cool. Yes. If you need anything, contact
1: me. I want to share this as you know much as I can. It's not uh, about me. It's about all the stories I'm sharing. There's so many amazing folks that I'm trying to amplify the voices of through this book. So, you know, whatever you think about me, this is a worthwhile book to read just to get some of these like juicy details.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and it definitely opens up doors to a lot of different people's work and uh you yes know, hopefully uh, other dimensions as oh, well I hope so yeah <laughs> thank you Kristen thank you the Tina things I'm dreaming of from my station a vacation new locations of- Interrobang is produced and hosted by yours truly Tina Horn our theme music is by my brother from another mother Thanks for listening. Rounding the planet, windows fell with light. My love has some fun every night. Hold up.